I'm also your host for the Auto Parent Podcast. My name is Reverend Casey Vanatta Casebeer. I am an associate pastor and director of family ministries at Foundry United Methodist Church in Washington, D.C., and I'm a mom. Y'all, whatever we need this podcast to be, whether it's a space for solidarity or hope, or to receive permission to tell guilt and shame to kick rocks. Whatever we need for this parenting journey, I pray we find it here together. So come on, let's pray toward it, and let's do it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Auto Parent Podcast, episode four. I am your host, Pastor Casey, and it is Tuesday, February 2nd, as we're recording this. And as I look out my window here in Washington, D.C., I see a blizzard of snow. I hope that uh, wherever you are, if you're getting some snow, that you're enjoying it. We in the Van Beer household have been having a blast in the snow lately. Uh, So yeah, let's get right on into it. I've got a pretty uh, serious parenting fail this week. We took our kids uh, to New York this past weekend. It's sort of a tradition that we've started to take our oldest um, for a birthday trip to New York City. We go uh, spend the weekend, have a blast, Uh, but the highlight is the Disney store in Times Square, uh, which we'll get to in just a minute. Our uh, parenting fail this weekend, though, was uh, on Saturday. We had taken the kids to the park, and we, you know, climbed rocks and ice skating, the whole deal, had such a blast, Uh, and then... From there, we went to the Empire State Building, which is also super fun. We built built bears. Uh, built <laughs> we built build bears. Um, that seems redundant, but I guess that would be how you say it. We built build bears. <laughs> oh, I would say Lee edit this out, but don't because it's this is just where we are. <laughs> um, so we built build bears and had such a blast. Uh, at one point, my partner and I looked down at our watches. It was like 3.30 almost, uh, like in between 3.30 and 4, um, and realized that nobody had eaten. <laughs> we hadn't eaten. Our kids hadn't eaten. Uh, we forgot to feed our children. So there's that. I was a little bit like, why haven't you told us you're hungry, you know? And then I realized like, no, it's definitely my responsibility. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we went and got food really, really quickly. Um, but that was a big 
hashtag parenting fail. Um, my parenting confession for this week also comes from our New York trip. So let's circle back around to the Disney store. A huge highlight for Cash. It's where he gets his birthday presents. This year he got a, a big stuffed animal Stitch from Lilo and Stitch and a Dumbo stuffed animal. He's obsessed with Dumbo. And uh, some baby Yoda sandals and some other stuff like this kid totally, totally won. Uh, the Disney store in Times Square, if you haven't been, it's like two floors. It's, I mean, it's magical. Um, and you can't get out of there without spending $200. Like it, it's just like Target, but on steroids. So anyway, uh, we go to the Disney store on Friday night. That's when, um, you know, he gets all his presents or whatever. And we leave. And to get them to leave... My partner, Greg, says, we'll come back tomorrow. No big deal. Well, you know, they have memories like elephants. And so when we woke up on Saturday morning, the first thing they said was, oh, we get to go to the Disney store again today. And I, thinking quickly on my feet, totally lied to them and said that the Disney store was closed. And I have like, you know, a strict moral parenting code of not lying to my kids. But uh, when, you know, another two, two to $300 Disney store run is on the table, I just have, I mean, you do what you got to do. All bets are off. Like, yeah. So I told him it was closed. We didn't have to go through that again. Um, definitely a confession. I know I'm not the only one out there who's lied to my kids about this though. So there we go. There's that. Um, for a parenting win this week, uh, the whole New York trip was amazing. The week before we left, uh, I guess that would have been last week. Ooh, y'all in the Van Beer household, things were crazy. I mean, it was, uh, there was screaming, there was no sharing. There was a lot of crying. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, like, ooh, it was it was something. We needed an exorcism or two up in here. Um, speaking of our lectionary text, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and um, yeah, it was it was it was not good. So getting away to New York and spending some time together as a family was a wonderful, amazing win. We had a blast. Um, it was it was so so great to reconnect in that way, and for it to just be us, you know. And we took a bunch of family pictures, which we haven't done in a really long time. So that was cool. Also, I'll also just say on Sunday, we took the kids to Capitol Hill in the National Mall and uh, played in the snow, built snow people, like made snow angels, had snowball fights. Um, and we were out there for like two hours and it was just like free fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was free fun and it was, it was just, it was awesome. Um, it was awesome. So yeah, we'll take those parenting wins when we can get them. If you have any parenting fails, confessions, or wins that you would like to share with the pod, we would love to hear them. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at AutoParent and share them there. We'd love to celebrate your parenting wins with you and to laugh or perhaps cry alongside your parenting fails and confessions. Uh, we look forward to, to you sharing those with us. And now it's time to do a little something different. Our lectionary's text that we chose is Mark chapter 1, the gospel 
for this week, uh, verses 21 through 28, and here it is in the New Revised Standard Version. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. That is the text for this particular week. Told you we'd be talking about exorcisms. Uh, Pastor Kelly led the children's message this week in worship, and she texted me and said, how would you approach this passage? And I said, well, I definitely would just tell all of our kids that they have unclean spirits in them that their parents really wish would be exorcised. Um, Totally as a joke, because I love our kids so, so much. And also we as parents can kind of relate um, I think sometimes I even ask my kids, like, who's responsible for this? (laughs) Who's responsible for what's going on right now? Like, have you been possessed? And uh, so, yeah, I know you can totally relate to that, too. One of the things that struck me about this particular passage, though, is uh, the word Sabbath and recognizing that what Jesus does in the synagogue happens on the Sabbath. And there was this, uh, if if you remember, <laughs> this huge ordeal, right, with Jesus doing things on the Sabbath that made the Pharisees really, really, really angry. Uh, so I started thinking about how, um, how Sabbath and uh, time in the synagogue and for us, time in church, uh, sometimes can be used as a weapon. And I remembered uh, having a, a colleague in one of my former appointments who um, was was calling some of our families who haven't been in worship uh, recently, and uh, they said, you know, my, like my partner works nights and I work days and we never see each other and the only day that we have off is Sunday. And so we like to just spend that time together, like making pancakes and just sort of hanging out as a family. And this particular colleague said, well, you know, the best way that you can spend family time together is to be at church. And I went, (gasps) like, it took me aback because I thought, oh my goodness, what, like, uh, (laughs) what a wonderful and beautiful example of how to honor the Sabbath together as a family uh, to to make pancakes and to hang out and to not feel uh, uh, pressured or it's like a whole to do. I mean, for me, thinking about getting two kids out the door, fully dressed and like ready to go to church, is a whole endeavor. It doesn't feel Sabbathy at all. In fact, um, and I love being at church, but you know, sort of to to put myself in that situation, I thought, well, if my family doesn't get to spend any family time together. Um, I could totally see that like pancakes on a Sunday morning is is holy and sacred and and worthy of consideration. Um, and so anyway, I started to think about that and the fact that we are, you know, still in a pandemic. Um, 
and how we don't have to go to church in physical person, uh, but how we have these wonderful and amazing uh, virtual worship services that we can, you know, tune in together on. And I don't know if any of you parents are experiencing any kind of guilt for not participating in virtual worship, or if you're finding it hard to participate in virtual worship, or if there are things that you feel like you need as a family to be doing rather than being in virtual worship. But if you have any guilt and shame about that, like, let's just tell it right now to kick rocks. Like here, I'll tell it. Hey, guilt and shame, you are not needed here. Be gone. Okay. Now that we've exorcised that, um, I I do think that our our spaces of worship can be helpful and uplifting and beautiful spaces of connection. And also, if in any way you feel some kind of way about the fact that you're not able to to make that work for your family, tell that voice to absolutely get lost. Because the best way that we can show up for our kids and for our families right now is to honor uh, the sacred time that we share together. And um, we would never want <laughs> we would never want worship to be a stumbling block for that. Um, that being said, I I hope and pray that. Uh, you're able to find connecting spaces in our virtual worship. And if you aren't, that's something I would love to know about. I would love to hear um, what's difficult about doing worship during this time as a family. Uh, what do you need to be able to to feel like worship could be a part of your weekly rhythms? Um, is it uh, is it, you know, watching it on a different day? Is it engaging with a group? Um Yeah, what ways are you feeling disconnected that you feel like connection might be helpful as opposed to a a hindrance? And um, yeah, if Jesus can heal on the Sabbath day, then we can eat pancakes. Am I right? I mean, (laughs) don't quote me on that. I mean, well, yeah, go ahead and quote me on that. If if Jesus can can, uh, exorcise demons on the Sabbath day, then we can eat pancakes. And I I stand by that for sure. Uh, So yeah, it, it... you know, guilt and shame, tell them to get lost. Uh, I hope that you're finding ways uh, to honor your family uh, that are holy and sacred. And I pray that you're finding connection. And if you need it and you don't have it, you can always reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter uh, at RevKCVC or send an email to us um, at Foundry and we can get you connected for sure. Let's uh, say a prayer. God, for our families, our kids, our parents, I pray for sustained connection, for feeling knit together with one another and with the body of Christ. God, I pray for peace that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I pray for wisdom for one step at a time, for hope. Um, for joy, even in the midst of hard times. I pray for your grace and your voice to be louder than guilt and shame all the time. Speak louder than guilt and shame so that our families, our parents, um, can hear you rather than those voices. 
Draw near to us as we draw near to you this week. Gift us with new perspective that sometimes the rules or uh, the things that have been laid out before us may be hindrances rather than something that helps. God, we love you and we give ourselves over to you this day. In the name of the triune God, we pray together. Amen. All right. And now our final segment, the parent mantra. Every week we'll have a parent mantra, something that you can say to yourself or to your partner so that you can be reminded you're not alone. The Auto Parent Podcast family and the Foundry Family Ministries are with you on this journey. Your mantra for this week is what I have to give is enough. What I have to give is enough. Because friends, if we don't believe that about ourselves, it'll be really hard to convince our kids. I've been your host, Pastor Casey. You can follow me on Twitter at RevKCVC. And remember to be gentle with yourselves. You don't have to be an auto parent to be a good one. Join us next week, same time, same place. You can find out more information about Foundry United Methodist Church by visiting our website, www.foundryumc.org. If you're specifically looking for information about our family ministries department or our offerings for parents, you can find those at www.foundryumc.org slash family ministries. Thank you.